You are listening to Don't Give Up, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everyone. It is so good to be with you today as we continue our Don't Give Up series. Um, And we just heard one of the most wonderful uh, passages of Scripture that has has just astounded the secular and the sacred world alike. The the story of the prodigal son is one of the most beautiful stories um, that has ever been written, ever been given, uh, however you want to look at that and receive that. Um, And the interesting thing is that the story doesn't end. The story doesn't truly end. Um, we, we don't know whether or not the older brother goes back into the party. We don't know what happens beyond that moment. It's like we're on a cliffhanger. And, uh, and I want you to ponder that cliffhanger. Um, today I want to just talk to you a little bit about, before we get into the appointed scripture for the day from 2 Corinthians. I want to talk to you about somebody that I knew. Uh, when I was in school and when I was younger, there was this kid and we'll call him Joe to protect his identity. But I think his name may have been Joe. I don't even remember now. It was so long ago. Um, but Joe was an interesting uh, kid. He said a lot of mean things in school. He did a lot of mean things in school. Um, he was tripping girls in the lunchroom, you know, making them spill their trays. You know, he was putting bubble gum in people's hair on the school bus. Just mean things. Um, and, and Joe was, he was just an all-around not-so-nice guy. I don't know if you've ever met a Joe in your life before. Uh, you'd see Joe coming, and you would kind of run the other way, you know. Or you would hide behind your locker, hoping that, hoping that Joe didn't see. you duck into a bathroom, and then you're like, and the girls scream, get out. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you would duck into a bathroom to get away from Joe, right? Um, you see, Joe didn't discriminate. You never knew if you were going to be on his list for that day. We used, to, we used to joke that he had this invisible list, you know, because everyone seemed to get their share of Joe at some point during the year. It's like, is it my day? Is it my Joe day? We didn't really, we didn't really want to be around Joe. Joe didn't have many friends. He really didn't. There weren't many people uh, that I can think of, but there was this one kid. And I don't know what was up with this kid. I don't know if, if maybe he just, uh, maybe he had something where he wanted pain inflicted. Up. I don't know what it was, but he went out of his way to become friends with Joe. He was, he was always like a shadow, and Joe was mean to him too. Joe didn't discriminate. But this kid kept coming back for more, back for more. Tried to be Joe's friend. He really tried. We all thought he was crazy. But maybe there was something more than that. You see, Joe, we just couldn't put a finger on Joe. We, we, did, we didn't know how to articulate what could cause someone to be like Joe. But this kid didn't care. He just he kept trying to be Joe's friend. He refused to give up on Joe. This whole series we've been saying, don't give up. He refused to give up on Joe. As bad as Joe was, he refused to give up. And a few years later, we noticed it. We saw it. Joe started to change. 
for the better. Joe started to change. Those, those mean things, he, he, he stopped doing them. They kind of just faded away. And we, we noticed that that one kid who was trying so desperately to get in to be Joe's friend, he did it. Somehow, we don't know how, but there they were. They were laughing together. They were joking. They were smiling. We saw Joe smile. We were all amazed. Joe, actually, by the time we graduated, Joe turned out to be a pretty good guy. He had a really good friend who didn't give up on Joe. And he ended up making more friends, too. Turned out to be a pretty good guy. I want to tell you something today. God hasn't given up on you. God hasn't given up on you. Whatever mean things you've done, whatever hurtful things you've spoken, you may feel like a crumbled up George Washington. God hasn't given up on you. God is still going out of his way to be in relationship with you. You can't scare off God. God's not going to go running and hiding behind a locker or ducking into the girl's room to get away. He's not avoiding a confrontation with you. He is right here waiting and praying for the day that you finally confront yourself in that way. And maybe if not you, someone that you know, perhaps a Joe in your life. God hasn't given up on them. You see, there's a big word in today's scripture that we're about to hear. Um, And so just let it kind of resound within you as you receive this word today. The word is reconciliation. Reconciliation. And that means being made right with or coming back into alignment with. Reconciled. God sent Jesus Christ, his only son, so that you and that so many Joes out there be reconciled. Hear these words, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 and 21. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I love that scripture. It reminds me that I am loved. It reminds me that God has not given up on me. 
In fact, verses 16 to 18 show us not only that God hasn't given up on us, but he's been working all this time to reconcile us. The scripture says we can be made new. I like that. I like that idea, especially at 40 years old. I kind of like the idea of being made new, right? God reconciled us to himself in Jesus Christ. This means even if you were someone like Joe, you're okay now. Or things are going to be okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. What you've done, what you've said, it's forgotten, forgiven. And what you're about to become, you've been made new. You've been made new. That's not you anymore. That's not Joe anymore. The great thing about being made new is you're not old anymore. I know it sounds simple. Simple truths are always simple. Right? But that is, it's the great thing about being made new. And it's logical even. If something's altogether new, there's no place for the old mixed in. Now don't get scared off. There could be possibly an old 2.0 in there, right? But it tells us in verse 17, everything is made new. Everything old has passed away. So even an old 2.0, that's not what God wants. You're new. That's what reconciliation with God means. Being made right with God, finally, as it was in the beginning when all of humanity was new at creation. God can do that again. It's why we call it being born again. God is in the business of creating, of recreating. God has not given up on you. Even if you look like a crumpled up $1 bill. God knows what you're worth. You're worth more than anyone could ever think. Just to see a crumpled up, torn, dirty dollar bill. God's making you new. Crisp. You'll be able to put it in a soda machine. It won't spit it back out at you, right? You're, you're being made new. Joe didn't change overnight. It took a while. I think if we were to find this old schoolmate of mine and to chat about his childhood, it would probably be less than ideal. He probably had some pretty deep family issues that he was going through every day. He, he may have been in a family that had given up on him. Didn't have the time that it took or the patience that it took or the heart that it took. So they gave up on him. But this one kid at school took that time took that time. And by the end of high school, Joe was completely different. It did not happen overnight. And our scripture tells us that we're reconciled. We can experience this too. God won't give up on you no matter how long it takes. One of the first things I've noticed usually, and oftentimes brand new believers do this. We're talking about being made new, right? Brand new believers, they just want to get involved. Really quick, like they just want to dive right in. They want to get involved in the church. I love it. it and it's only natural. It, it's a, it is a good thing to, to get involved in, in your church and just serving Christ because 
That's what Christ called us to do. And sometimes, you know, I wish that eagerness to serve, it would never go away. But I've noticed sometimes it does. But with new believers, especially with new believers, they want to get involved. They want to do something. And in so many of them, it's, it's funny. They're like, I don't even know how to pray. They're worried that they'll do it wrong. Because a lot of them have been told they've been messing up their whole life, right? And, and they don't know that oh, all you do in prayer is just talk to God, right? You just talk to God. You can't mess that up. Unless you say nothing. That's the only way you really mess it up. Just talk to God. And they're worried and they're concerned. They're like, well, what can I do? What can I do? Like they've been told their whole life that what they can do doesn't matter, right? You can do whatever, whatever you can do. You don't have to do what they're doing or they're doing. You do what you're doing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Today's scripture is one of the few times God actually gives us a particular mission. Did you notice that in today's scripture? We've been given a mission. A lot of people say, well, what can I do? What's my mission? What's my ministry? God gives us one, blanketed. It says, continuing from verse 18, all this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You want to know a ministry to get into? Well, God gave you one. Start with that one. (laughs) The ministry of reconciliation. Old Christian, young Christian, followers of Christ of whatever age, redeemed by his sacrifice. I want you to hear this today. God didn't give up on you. He worked really hard to reconcile with you. And now it is your mission, should you choose to accept it, to do the same for others. To do the same for others. So you want to know how you can serve? You you think that you don't have a gift that is usable? Don't give up. Don't give up on others, especially Joe. God reconciled you. You've got gifts. And for starters, if you're looking for somewhere to to get your feet wet, you now know because you've experienced it what it looks like to be reconciled. Reconcile. Reconcile with others. Help them reconcile with God. I'm going to be closing up here uh, like, like that kid, though, who went out of the way, out of his way to be Joe's friend. I pray that you'll find some Joe in your life. You'll reach out to him maybe this week. Maybe you'll have to reconcile some things before you can even approach Joe. But I pray you'll start that this week. Because there's some reconciliation that needs to take place all over in our families, in our friends, our friends who are no longer our friends. Because it wasn't just water under the bridge, but we let it wash the whole bridge out. There's some Joes out there in our life. We need to start with this ministry of reconciliation that God's given us. That everything new that we get to experience in Christ. We, we got to get rid of the old. 
We've got to get rid of the old, the old hurt, the old hate, the old tendencies to hide behind lockers. Christ didn't offer us something new so we can hold on to that old stuff. We need to reconcile. When Jesus said, I am yours. You know, God didn't give up. So reconciled children of God, that's you. (laughs) Reconciled children of God, may you embrace the new and let go of the old. That is my prayer for you this week. In four weeks in on this series today, you know, we've heard this a lot. Don't give up. Say it. Say don't give up. The series will be over soon and we won't say that corporately like that. But I pray that you'll continue to say that when things get tough. Don't give up. We've heard that a lot in these last four weeks. But I want you to realize there's many people out there, Joes out there who need to hear these words. They've maybe never heard these words. Don't give up. May you share these words with those who need to hear and go out of your way to make sure that the Joes of this world get the same chance to experience God's love that you have known. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we thank you for your just radical, unconditional, reconciling love. The way that you draw us near, even when we're far off. The way that even while we were actively sinning against you, you died for us. You loved us that much. Thank you for the reminder that we can never be torn and tattered and crumpled up. In your eyes, you love us. Help us to share that love with ourselves. Help us to own that love, to know that we are loved in that way. And help us to love others as well as you have loved us. In the name of Jesus Christ.